0: Blog Talk Radio. Have a question for you Jim and this is a jump in the gun but I'd really like your perspective on this on a national level how big do you think a Cubs versus Indians World Series would be
1: You know that was our co-host, the one, the only, and he's only co-host. There is no one and two here. We are equal on this. That was JT months ago, absolutely months ago. At the start of the season, nailing what we are all watching. You know, this is what we're talking about. This is the Fantasy Jester Show brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. And this is the kind of analysis that you get from whether it's JT or myself. And then you've got Tate and Busy Jay, Kid Telly. We used to Joey Cage every once in a while. We got more about him later. But yes, that was JT. Months ago, as we were talking to Jim Rosenhouse of the Cleveland Indians radio broadcast. And we're going to bring JT in. Everybody knows by now. And if you don't, let's give you the rundown. Let's give you the beginning. My understanding, I got a little note from the producers. They didn't hear you at the beginning. Well, here's the beginning. How you doing? Fantasy Justice Show. I am the Fantasy Jester, coming to you live from D-Land, Florida. That was my co-host. We'll be bringing him in. And this is... The best weekend in sports, the best weekend in sports, you have everybody. You have all four major sports. And now here we're going to add something to this. You've got baseball. You've got World Series. You've got basketball just kicking off. You've got hockey just kicking off a week and a half ago. And now you've got football mid season And on top of it, this weekend, hell in a cell for you wrestling fans out there. Again, the best weekend in sports. I am willing to guarantee that if there is a sports fan out there, they are glued to something, something on this weekend. They are attending something this weekend. This is just a great weekend, and to help make this broadcast even better, let's bring him in. Let's get this going. We got a lot of sports to talk about, and we only have a couple hours to do it. Couple hours? Couple hours? Here he is, the one, the only, Jason Townsend. How are you, my World Series predictor? How are you?
0: Doing good. A lot of excitement up here in Ohio with the way the Indians are playing in the series. Um, So I'm getting to enjoy, you know, soaking some of that, being close to it. Um, Like you said, hockey kicking off, NBA started this week, football, we've pretty much, you know, I think the cream has risen to the top, so to speak, and WWE going towards Survivor Series is what I'm looking forward
1: to. We're getting close to Goldberg, (laughs) so
0: I'm doing pretty good.
1: And for those of you out there, uh, Survivor Series. I heard today, JT, adding an extra hour. Going to be four hour show for Survivor. Series. Yeah. So.
0: You know, I, I I didn't tell you about this in the production meeting. I'm going to jump off of wrestling for one second. I've been brewing about this all day, and I just I got to I got to say
1: something. Kevin what Betsy, what's up? Out,
0: cop out move by that coward. Gus Bradley, to throw it on Greg Olson, his offensive coordinator, and fire him today. It isn't Greg Olson's fault that the head coach has no control of the team whatsoever. It isn't Greg Olson's fault that the defensive players are getting personal foul penalties, like just left and right and getting thrown out of games. But what a chicken crap move to fire Greg Olson today. Blake Bortles has now had three offensive coordinators in less than three years. Kind of reminds me of Tannehill a little bit, but just had to say something about that. Really disappointed
1: in the Jags today. Well, no, and here's the thing is, the owners had enough. This is what I found out on my own today. I have, obviously, a couple people up there that I have now gotten familiar with from going up there to training camp. And it's this. First of all, the owner has done everything he can. Okay? I I didn't know we were going to talk, Jags, and I have no problem. Uh, I'll I'll tell you, actually, right now what I know firsthand. You'll find out uh, as the listeners then. And uh, no, the problem is this. He feels like this. He's done everything he can to make that stadium so fan-friendly. He does a lot of promotions for the fans. He sets up spring uh, the uh, training camps. He sets those up so fan friendly. Gives you a lot of access to the team more than uh, I've been to the other camps down here more than the other teams do by far. Then he goes ahead. He puts the swimming pool in, and I mean he just wants to make it a great experience for the fan. He goes out gets a coach that, you know, is coming off everything with Seattle, puts them in place, and has been building the team and putting talent there. Earlier, several days ago, he was there in a meeting with the team. He felt, see, he's very old-fashioned. Seems like. he felt. Pardon me?
0: He definitely seems like it from the interview, though. I I agree with that.
1: Yeah, no, no. He is very, very old-fashioned, and he feels that that team, after the owner coming down, he feels that the owner should never have to come down, should never, ever have to come down until they're ready to hand him the trophy. Right. See, that's the only time he feels he should come down. So now... He has come down, let them know. And he let them know. He wasn't from what I'm hearing, okay? This was not, hey, guys, you know, come on, we need to know. This was more along the lines of, uh, this is supposed to be a professional team kind of talk. It wasn't a friendly conversation. He was not happy. And he didn't feel that in that last game, this team responded at all. Now, he felt that that was a message not just to the team, but the coaching staff. Right. Okay. The shot across Gus Bradley's bow now becomes, all right, your offensive coordinator, we're having problems. Bortles is just regressing he looked better as a rookie than he did in that last game he was bouncing throws three and four feet short of people Mm -hmm. i mean just completely missing targets looking terrible okay so yeah i would put that on the offensive coordinator but now Mm -hmm. gus bradley definitely knows one thing I've had a meeting down there, and this is how he feels. I can tell you this. This is how he feels. I've had my meeting. I've been down there. I got rid of the problem on offense. The team, if it continues in that direction now, you know who's next. Bradley has to the end of the year. Bradley has to the end of the year to turn this around. And I'm going to tell you where he – where. I'm going to tell you where even he's going to allow for the adjustment on the offensive end. Okay. Con wants to see, he wants to see that defense. That defense was supposed to be more than what it is. And certainly a lot better led by a Gus Bradley defensive minded person to let up 300, a season record, 354 yards mm-hmm. and a half.
0: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And and I, I agree with everything you're saying except for the problems on Bortles being Olsen's fault. It's not Olsen's fault, as Phil Simms mentioned several times during that broadcast. Hey, I'm, I'm second-guessing my release angles. I'm second-guessing my arm angles. I've noticed I've let my uh, throwing motion become elongated. Right. This guy Bortles is so in much in his own head right now.
1: Right, he that's is. why.
0: Then that's why he's missing everything. I don't put that on Olsen, but the one thing I do look at and say, who hey, would you
1: put it on the, though? The head
0: coach is the captain. The captain is ultimately responsible for everyone under his command. Gus Bradley is fourteen and fifty-one or fourteen and fifty-two. Now. That is horrible. That's
1: disgusting. 13 and 41.
0: Bradley's been, yes, Gus Bradley's butt should have been the one getting
1: sent out the door. Oh, it will be. And the only reason why it, his isn't. Okay. And that was the question I had asked. That was the question I had asked. The first question I had asked, actually. It's real it, simple. He up. hasn't given up hope. No, no. He hasn't given up hope that this is still a team that can grab that wild card and that is mm. listen to listen to what i'm saying JT it is wild card or gus bradley's job right
0: and i i know you do your digging and i know you're usually right when you do your digging all i'm going to say is this what was gus bradley's forte when he came from seattle
1: defense that's right the only reason oh no listen well, the, the only reason why they kept him No, 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 understand. He he was gonna be gone. The only reason why they kept him was for continuity for the team to still try and salvage this season. This was his last chance. This is the that was the only reason they kept him. Otherwise, yeah, no, he's not happy on defense, he's not happy on offense. He felt he was better, he still feels he still believes in the idea that, okay, Bradley can turn things around. But this is his last opportunity to do it.
0: See, he was
1: almost gone. He's not trying to give up on this season. He really does, you know, him and the people in that front office, for you JAG players out there, and for you JAG fans that are listening out there, he believes still in this team. He's not ready to give up on this season. If he was, Gus would have been with him. Now, one of the things I question <laughs> is Marone the answer. Well, well, I mean,
0: there's that question, and there's like you said in your article, great article, com. I enjoyed that read. Look at that oh, article, it's like you're talking about. Look at guys like Jalen Ramsey. Uh, how I mean, how many times can you a be out of position? B, misread a play. Mm. C, do a stupid personal foul and get yourself tossed out of the game. It's the undisciplined nature of these players that are not in position. The Jags fans deserve better than this. I'm sorry. The head coach needs to go. It's his fault. Get rid of him. You know, move on. Get yourself ready and start searching right now for your replacement for next year.
1: And you know what, J.T., you might be, you might be right. I got to be honest with you. I think my problem is, and, and it, probably, it probably is, I had the opportunity to spend 15 minutes talking with the man.
0: He's a nice guy. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Uh, he is,
1: is, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a great guy. guy. That's what I feel bad yeah, for him. But I do. I do. I'm but he's not doing
0: I'm going yeah. go to go Jerry Maguire on you.
1: Okay? Yeah.
0: It's not show friends. It's show business. Yeah,
1: I know. I and know. the Jags
0: fans deserve better than Bonehead. That's what back. I wrote. No, that's so what I wrote.
1: Lost.
0: You know, the touchdown from Derrick Henry, I've never seen a corner so out of position as Jalen Ramsey was on that play. That should have been a one yeah.
1: loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there were several times, different players. And listen, I saw... <laughs> and I, I've never seen this happen before. Not... Not never, but I don't see it often. Okay. I saw Telvin Smith out of position. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm not, I'm just not used to seeing that. now maybe it was just no. his own personal mistake, but, and listen, on the article, folks, I, I, I say a couple of things. I say, first of all, I, I don't think he's a good motivator. I just don't. When you're sitting there, when your team, okay. When your team just gave up. 354 yards on on defense and a half. The worst of any team this season. And you're standing there still making excuses for them. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. Because there, you are the now the problem. You are the yeah. problem. Because there isn't a coach... In the NFL today, or at least I'll tell you, definitely one that's wearing a Super Bowl ring, that wouldn't have torn into his team right then and there and send a message. Can you you imagine how big the vein on
0: Bill Parcell's forehead would have been at that moment when they interviewed coming off the off the field at halftime?
1: Carcells <laughs> wouldn't have talked.
0: No, he wouldn't have. And that's the other thing that I like. He would have walked right on by that reporter, and this guy stops
1: to talk to the reporter. I just don't get that. And, and so that's fine. But, hey, listen, there was a couple of different ways. We've seen different coaches. And, again, folks, com. there's the article, okay? There's a bunch in it. Part of it is how the different coaches would react. I gave a couple mm-hmm. of different coaches. And, and listen, you can still maintain being a nice guy. You can do the Dungy. Dungy's a gentleman. Okay? But as soon as she asked about, is this? are you thinking about replacing Bortles? You know, Gus Bradley looked like, oh, my God, what did you just ask? He could have sent <laughs> a great message and been – Dungy like in doing it. See, you don't have to go off. You don't have to have the vein popping. You can do a dungy and just be like, well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have thought so before, but apparently I need to take a look at a lot more than just the quarterback. See, I would have told the whole damn team I need to take a look at you. Not when you go put up 354 yards against you and a half, the worst performance of any nfl team in a half this year I'm not defending that bunch no I know
0: you're not I know you're not maybe uh Gus Bradley can learn something from that guy a little south of him in Miami when you start telling guys you don't you don't perform you're not playing period when guys start realizing that that the job isn't just gifted to them that they have to earn it on every Hey, look what it's done for Miami the last two weeks. Maybe Jacksonville can learn something from that.
1: Very, very, very frustrating. Very frustrating if you're a Jags fan. I, am, uh, I have one in I'm the house. Season. You know, I mean, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. But, no, I mean, basically, if you don't I, – I, I don't understand. If you don't tell them and make them accountable – You're condoning what's going on. And and that's just the way I see it. Now, what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to keep going on. We've got tonight, we're going to talk World Series. Two games to one so far. Two games to one. We are two games away from Cleveland being the team that goes ahead goes to the World Series, and then announces us as third best. We are third in the MVP. Jim Rosenhouse has said we'd move above Kipness. And for those of you who haven't heard on the show before, Jim Rosenhouse, Cleveland Indians radio announcer, fantastic guy. And uh, that's a past interview that you can go back, you can listen to over on iTunes just like the rest of it. We've had some fantastic interviews over the past couple of months, and we've got a couple more that are going to be lined up before the end of this year. We've got some surprises ahead for you. You know, you just never know what's going to happen on the fantasy justice show. So here we are, JT two games to go in this. We are two games away. How do you feel? How do you feel? We're two games away. Forget that the who's going to win the World Series. we you and I, you and I, are two games right. away from third on the MVP list in Cleveland.
0: Well, I can tell you, I feel this way. If we do achieve that that third place uh, finish, I will not injure myself celebrating, such as the guy we would have replaced in the third place spot in Jason Kipnis. So, you
1: know, definitely thinking <laughs> about that, yeah, you know, that celebration
0: before we get into it. <laughs>
1: You know, I got to laugh, though. I got to laugh. You know, these guys nowadays don't even know how to celebrate. I mean, they've all got... What happened to the old, let the champagne burn your eyes? They all come out with the Oakley goggles and this, that, the other. I'm like, guys, you're missing the fun of it. Your eyes are supposed to be burning from the champagne. (laughs) There's more. Don't worry. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Celebrate right. Get the goggles off. I am really old-fashioned. I got problems. I got many issues, don't I?
0: (laughs) Just a few. I'll tell you issues, though. We're talking baseball here. I, for the life of me, cannot... Well, it's pitching. It's pitching because the Cleveland Bats have not traveled to the World Series
1: uh, so far
0: (laughs) at all. So... I mean that just tells you how well that Cleveland staff is pitching in the bullpen. I mean Andrew Miller, that's got to be that's got to be the trade or acquisition of the year. And it really makes speaking of Andrew Miller makes me wonder how a particular former Milwaukee catcher is feeling right now about his choice to
1: go to Texas instead. You know, it's funny how things work out, huh? And no. but then again, but then again, okay, maybe had they made that move they wouldn't have had the money to go spend on Miller. I don't know how that would have worked out.
0: Remember, remember from our conversation with Jim, they were all excited because they had acquired both of them on the same day. Yeah. And then, and then Luke decided he was too good for Cleveland. So he wasn't going to go there. So I just wonder how he's, uh, he's enjoying his popcorn while he's watching the game tonight. Sitting there
1: going, I could have been a contender. (laughs)
0: That <laughs> could have been me. That could have been me catching Andrew Miller at the end of the game, you know. Um, but you know, the funny stat—it's like Captain Obvious. I was waiting for an Old Spice ad to come in after it. If the, the Indians are undefeated this uh, postseason, when Cody Allen and Andrew Miller pitch, well, if the Indians aren't ahead, Cody Allen's probably not coming in the game. So I don't know. Yeah. that's like that made me laugh.
1: Yeah, I uh now how do you feel? How what do you think now? You're taking a look at the series, it's 2 to 1. What how, how do you think this is going now? Do you think it's going to end up 4-1 or you see still six games?
0: Uh, the Cubbies are too good I think to to just lay down. Um I do want to start if if you know, the Indians do win this whole thing, I still want to start the new curse of the fireworks starter. Thing going, I want to make sure we get in ahead of that, so we can get on the ground floor of that <laughs> curse. But um, I'll tell you this: the uh, the Cubs bats really haven't shown up either. So at this point, yeah. it comes down to pitching. Just, just comes down to pitching. I'm looking at a four-two. It's going to be six games in this series. Four-two.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting because those those Chicago bats can't keep quiet. There's no way they keep quiet. And I personally, no. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking and staring down at Game 7 eventually because okay. that team has that potential in that lineup. And I know you agree with me on their bats
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and there's a a bat in particular there's that I hope strikes out every bat the rest of the series. I mean, never realized, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber was uh, such a uh, articulate individual when he gets a base hit. Did
1: you? <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not like the old days, folks. That's just me. I know. I keep saying that. Uh, I better shut up about that tonight, huh? No, no.
0: Actually, with baseball, that's the one sport where it's not like the old days still means something to me. You know, the old days, the golden days of baseball, uh, you know, I don't know. Just some of the crap you see and hear going on out there. It's like, come on, Schwarber, really? You sat on your can the whole season. You're lucky to be playing.
1: You're a little bit <laughs> you know, before we, uh, before we get to – Hell in the Cell and everything else. I, I just want to tell everybody, I'm going to be talking about, the, during this week, I don't want to give it away, during this week, I'm going to be writing a hockey article for all of you out there, and uh, that's all, I'm, uh, that's about all you're going to get. I've got a good, everybody knows I am, hockey's my sport, and uh, right now I am laying the smack down on poor Nick. In uh, fantasy <laughs> hockey <clears throat> Nick if you're out there listening I know you are my brother uh, I'm sorry it's nothing personal uh, It's just my sport I can't help it Was it 10 to 1 right now? Yeah, in that it, matchup?
0: yeah
1: Last time I looked It's
0: a little ugly, little ugly at this point So uh,
1: you know yeah.
0: Of course for Nick's defense It doesn't help when you lose Jonathan Quick Early in the season
1: No, that's never good. It's never good. And and it's not good when, again, I know my – I love my hockey. So, folks, I've got one for you this week. Uh, Just like, you know, I've been trying to get on there a little bit more. You know, we've got our great writers. We've got Busy J doing a great job on the articles. We've got Kid Kelly. Kid Kelly's taking fire. matter of fact, folks, here's the thing about Kid Kelly so that you know just spoke with her this week in a production meeting and we're going to add JT more writings from Kid Kelly. She's going to add now an entertainment version uh, for us, a little area for us. sports movies, the miniseries, things you can uh, anything sports on Netflix, Okay, Uh, little docudramas, sport docudramas, things like that. She's going to go ahead and give us a look in and a whole review so that you have an idea of, you know, what the docudrama is like. She's going to be giving us her professional review, and that will be starting later on this coming week. So more Kid Kelly. Kid Kelly writing for us about three times a week. Uh, she'll be upping that to at least four, maybe five times a week. We're happy to announce that. Really looking forward Definitely. to it. Young writer, but very talented. I have loved, absolutely loved her articles.
0: And very brave, a very brave uh, young woman as well to actually, you know, follow and, and follow me on Twitter of
1: all things. So.
0: Very brave young woman, but
1: a great writer nonetheless. Yeah, she's, uh, she's getting things set up. We'll give her a Twitter account next week as she continues to get that all set up, okay, uh, so that we can go ahead and start getting her on here, which is going to be coming on the show more, too, and that is a plus for us as well. No, uh, what I, if, here's what impressed me about her, JT. And for those of you who are reading her articles, you notice. She does football, and she does basketball. What has completely, completely impressed me about her writing is the fact that she does not know wrestling. And every Friday, she has put out a great piece doing a whole bio on different wrestlers. (laughs) And not even knowing the sport. And not even knowing the sport and nailing it. I mean, absolutely nailing it. I don't have to. there There has been one time, and we've been doing this with her for several weeks now. Every Friday, every Friday, a new wrestling article. There has been one time I sent it back because she missed part of a story about somebody. That was it. One time. As many stories as she sent you, that's saying something. So, Like I said, she's been doing it for months. She doesn't even know the sport. So very impressed with her. Very happy to add her more onto the website, fantasyjusticeports.com. You're going to be hearing her on air a little bit more here and there as we can get her on. And then also next week we'll be announcing her whole thing on air on Twitter. She's going to be joining us. She already added JT and I, but she wants to go ahead and get it set up and, uh, you know, women. I don't know. Whatever. I threw mine up. Here here you go. Like the picture. I hope you like it. Great. That's it. Let's move on. But, uh, no, speaking of which now, and speaking of WWE, before we get to everything NFL, NFL, folks, the uh, WWE is going to have a pay-per-view this weekend. Now, for some of us, we're excited about this. For some of us, we'd rather watch the Golden Girls. What a maroon. (laughs) What an ignoramus. (laughs) So, you know, pardon me? Oprah. Oh, I thought Oprah Oprah was the Jags game.
0: Well, you know, hey, it was so good during the Jags game I figured why not rewatch it on Sunday. Oh,
1: man. Mrs Jester, Mrs Jester, if you're out there listening <laughs> and I know you are. That was him that said that. Him did it. <laughs> All right, him. No, you did it.
0: There, you know there's some actual interesting stuff going on if you look behind the scenes on this. So for example, Dana Brooke mm-hmm. and Bailey. Okay. Yes. I'm interested in that because somewhere they feel that Bailey is enough to carry Dana Brooke on the WWE roster and she's not. I would say consistently, and it's saying something on Raw, but Dana Brooke is involved in the worst segment generally every week. And that was no different last Monday. So, um, you know, I've got some questions there. I'm curious to see what they're going to do to try to – Fix that train wreck that they have going on there. So this weekend, I'm more interested to see what they do to fix things as opposed to some of the matches in general.
1: Well, the Bailey Dana Brooke is simply to put Bailey out there uh, for everybody to see because everybody likes Bailey and to have a different women's match other than, you know, the women's belt. Uh, Dana Brooke. I'd say from a professional standpoint, and I've had the opportunity because of my position in FXE, I am also one of the talent evaluators on our team. And folks, I've had the opportunity to see a lot of wrestlers over the past couple of months. Let me tell you, I watch more wrestling than I probably do the other four sports combined evaluating talent at this point. Dana Brooke is awful. She is terrible. Well, not death yes, no, A awesome. timing, Her timing is terrible. Well, oh, my God. Well, let me ask you this.
0: Here, here, riddle me this, Batman. So yes. isn't the whole idea of the women's revolution to get away from the looks and the, and the physical beauty and get into the actual wrestling ability? Because what is it she said on the air the other night? Um, basically I should have won because I'm better looking or more beautiful I mean okay which is it WWE are we going with the revolution or are we not
1: No, and I wouldn't have agreed with that anyway not. <laughs> I can't stand that woman but anyway alrighty yeah no I don't like her and she's a god awful wrestler She uh, to me she has nothing going neither <laughs> no honey you're neither hot nor a good wrestler get off the screen Bailey she's a great wrestler she's an adorable kid. come on, everybody likes Bailey. who doesn't like She's a good definitely hug?
0: improved definitely improved since uh when we used to question you why she wasn't up, you said you didn't think she was ready. would you now say that she's in- impressed you since then
1: if Dana okay here yeah and, and here's how here's how um when I saw her, she was okay she was she was fair to midland, okay, but if you can have Dana Brooke up at the WWE level, then Bailey should definitely be there. But if you have yeah, Dana I Brooke agree. there, uh, if you have Dana Brooke there, I could probably throw Mrs. Jester in and have her do a better job. Honestly. Mrs. Jester, don't play with Mrs. Jester, I'm telling
0: you. <laughs> I know this part. You. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know I live 18 hours
1: away. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> Why well, do you think I'm going to start coming to visit you <laughs> after yeah. tonight's show? Boy, let me tell you. I've buried her Jags uh, and her coach, okay? Um, yeah, so, no, all right. I'll be visiting real soon.
0: <laughs> Next week, be we'll be enough. coming to you
1: live from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be visiting uh, LeBron and the gang and making buddies with him. You, you me, and LeBron singing Kumbaya. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see me and LeBron making making friends, yeah. There you go. All right, back to wrestling. Enzo and Cass versus the club. The club. Now, I have my own personal opinion. I mentioned it the other day. I'll go with it real quick. These are my guys. I love Enzo and Cass. I just have a feeling this is it. This is the match that cost Enzo and Cass a win. This is the match that goes down as where the rift starts that Enzo is dragging that team down. He got hurt. You dragged us down. Every time we lose, it's you. I can see it coming. And they can, they can at this point because Cass has passed Enzo as far as a wrestler and he's gotten better on the mic. I mean, the kid was atrocious on the mic, and that's why they had Enzo there. But now he doesn't need Enzo anymore, and he still gets the pop when he talks on air. So uh, I think this is it. I don't know. What do you, JT? Now, how, how do you look at this match and see what's happening? Do you see Enzo and Cass winning?
0: The more I watch, as things have have led up to this pay per view, I would say yes. That. The one team that seems to be getting buried faster than they are are Anderson and Gallows. I mean, these guys were hot property just a few months ago, and then they did that horrible Dr. Uh, Big E segment that they had going on. And ever since then, it just seems like WWE is doing whatever they can to shovel a little more dirt on these guys. This could also be a way for them to repair what they've done to Enzo and Cass because they're still the most over faces in the company. Um, you know, and if they get a big win here, maybe it then pushes them towards the new day for a title reign. So, I do think Enzo and Cass win this.
1: Uh, you know, I I would, I really, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. I'm sitting here thinking, and I just here's the thing. Why would you? I mean, Gallows and Anderson were—I thought they were supposed to be holding a strap already. That was wasn't that part of the whole thing with them? Is that they should have been title holders and that's it? I mean,
0: right. You know what happened there, though, right? In in my opinion, why would WWE keep bringing up how close the New Day is to taking the uh, 345-day reign? Uh, of champions and breaking that record if they weren't going to let them do that. I think you're going to see and that's why I think they backed off of Anderson and Gallows. I think they originally intended them to be the champ and something happened or they weren't happy with something. They took their foot off the gas and maybe somebody realizes it was a mistake to bury Cass and Enzo and those are the guys you see down the road take those championships. So I think they're just trying to right it wrong.
1: All right. Well, let me ask you, uh, in the bathroom title match, TJP versus Kendrick.
0: Well, I'm sure while I'm in the facility during this match, I imagine Kendrick is going to be the one to take that belt away from Mr. Perkins, uh, as I see that being the only belt that changes hands Sunday night. So that's going to be Kendrick's.
1: Uh, all right. Yeah, because we had gotten to this and we're going to start talking about the titles now. And I had mentioned that I would get into how many titles and I thought would switch. Mm-hmm. Title number one, univ- uh, the cruiserweight title. Kendrick will be your new champion. There's the one. So you and I. Both have Kendrick, and a couple of uh, couple other friends of mine, wrestlers actually, uh, have Kendrick as well. Jester,
0: Jester let yeah. me ask you this. With this being still kind of a new division, if you will, Kendrick's mm-hmm. a more recognizable face, somebody who's been in the WWE, and I think the, the more common fan may know of him, and I think that's why it's better for him to hold the strap than Perkins at this point to help maybe launch this division a little, little faster. What do you
1: think? Yeah, he's definitely a little bit more well, he's, yeah, he's more towards the guy that they want. You know, you look at some of the guys that they and the look that they're going for and, and, and think back, you know, if Finn Balor was still the still the champ. It's just the overall look that WWE wants. So, yeah, and I can see him now holding this for quite some time. Not not just winning it, but holding it for a while. Uh, and, for a while, and that's gonna be, yeah yeah a long time. <laughs> uh, cruiserweight, that's cruiserweight title. We've got one title change. Mark that one down. Mm-hmm. Moving along, New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro for tag titles. Is this where Cesaro and Sheamus, you know? put it together to be that great tag team and start putting this, uh, putting this to bed or, uh, or somebody get it, you know, who who messes up and causes another argument between the two new day continues to hold the belt. JT, what are you looking at?
0: Yeah. New day is just a little over 40 days out from demolitions, uh, single reign record. WWE, I think has made that known. I think that's for mm-hmm. a reason. I think you're going to see New Day break that break that rain before you see them drop the belt.
1: And that was my next question was going to be, you know, uh, do you see them breaking it? All right, yeah. And uh, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. They, uh, that, they, they just love the New Day and as long as they keep getting the pop that they do and everybody singing along and mm-hmm. dancing along and Booty oing along. <laughs> as long as <laughs> right. they keep selling yeah, as long as they keep selling those booty-os, okay, and that that's pretty much it. That really is it. Bottom line with Vince. <laughs> Cause if they weren't selling, they wouldn't be still be champion, damn a record. <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly. New day, New Day continues to be the champion. So we're one and one, one title switches, one title stays the same. Now, the match that I really I'm looking forward to, probably more than you, I don't know. I I really don't know how you feel about this match it, as a match in itself and what it means to the wrestling world for for female wrestling. Sasha and Charlotte first ever Hell in a Cell match for the title. Now You're not feeling this? You're not like it? That's pretty much what you've said. You still feel that way?
0: The match itself should be a good match. I just don't like it in Hell in a Cell. That's that's my problem with it. It's not going to be what a Hell in a Cell match is intended to be. And I'll be honest, I look at this as I did a few months ago when we used to talk about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Like how many times are we going to see these two wrestle? Uh, can can we have something else already? We've seen it on Raw. We've seen it at pay-per-views. I'm over with this. I'd just like to see a new a new feud for either of these two women.
1: So All right, been, let me I ask don't you something.
0: Changes either.
1: Do you change your mind? See, okay. I'm looking at the two wrestlers involved here. And I'm thinking you're going to come away with hell in a cell. I'm thinking you're going to come away with a hell of a match. And here's why. First, you have your high flyer. You have have somebody small and a high flyer and and willing to do whatever. You know, she was born to do this. Um, She was born to frog splash off the top of this. That's what she's going to do. There's no question in my mind she's going to frog splash off the top of it. And and that's great. That's going to be a phenomenal moment in female wrestling. Here's the other one, though. Do they have the woman who will do color in Charlotte? Charlotte's hardcore. Mm. Charlotte is a tough woman.
0: Yeah, they both are. Yeah.
1: Okay. But Charlotte has taken probably more real blows from a man. Uh, I'm sorry to have to bring it up. It's true, though. Than Sasha has. That's a tough woman. For those who, who don't know, all right, God bless her, Charlotte – used to get beat up and beat up pretty bad by her ex very big guy wrestler okay so she's she's used to getting rocked okay she's tougher than a lot of guys out there I'm gonna tell you that much okay then God bless her for having to put up with that Charlotte Charlotte is a company person long time hey listen Dad's flair, this, that, the other. What better way to separate yourself now from daddy? Mm -hmm. You're in a cell and you get hurt. You're bloody. The other one's going. That, okay. If it becomes a real, that's my point. If it becomes a real hell in a cell match then, JT, and the two women do it, You will have WWE blown off the map at that point. Blown up. Blowing up. I don't don't disagree with you at all, but
0: two points. The first one, about the frog splash. I'm going to quote one of my favorite movies in Ocean's 13. Is Hmm. the nose there for prop's sake, or does the nose play? So, it's kind of like when I was at WrestleMania this past year in Dallas. The whole Shane off the top of the cage. It wasn't in the flow of the match. It was something, we're going to do it. It's part of it. We're going to do it. We're going to make it part of the match. And there was no flow to it. It right. was there for a prop is what it was. Her, If she gets up there and frog splashes somebody off the top of the cage and it's in yeah. the flow of the match, that's yes. a completely different animal. Um, I don't want to go up there just you know for the point of doing it. As far as color, I don't think Charlotte – is the problem. I don't think Vince will ever let that happen. Hmm. Vince hmm. is your problem. Vince will never let that happen.
1: Wow, you really think so?
0: Oh, I've Why? seen many, many, Why? many
1: as long as it's not his daughter. you really him. think he cares?
0: I think he cares about more of their PG perceptions. And the difference between a woman showing blood, which is a stereotype in the world, it's different to see a woman bleeding than it is to see a man bleeding.
1: I think that is about as sexist and 50 years ago as you can get. And that is what Vince was proved. Okay. No, I'm just saying uh, that's why I don't think. I think you take a look at the progressive thought that they're trying to go through. I look at Vince's number one. <laughs> Vince's concern is one thing. A, it won't be my daughter. And B, mm-hmm. it, is it ratings?
0: Yeah, okay, That's let what me I, I want. It. I want ratings. Let me ask you this. It, it brings up another question then. When Vince was asked the other day if uh, WWE was for sale, and he was very cryptic about his answer and wouldn't just say yes or no. Now, where I'm making this my point is, if WWE is being looked at for sale, I don't think he allows something like this to happen.
1: Listen, WWE is about as much up for sale as any other company. Every company's up for sale. That's what they call business. You come in with the right number, everything in this world is for sale. That's what he's talking about. Sure. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do Monday. Folks, here you go. You're going to find out. We're just talking about it right now. Okay. Monday I'll call WWE and find out how serious, what part is he selling? Right. Maybe he's not selling all of it because I'm willing to bet if he sells something, it won't be the library.
0: What do you think the chances are that they answer the phone? Unlike their competitors.
1: I'm willing to bet that that is a real corporation and not only will I be able to get to speak to somebody, I'll get a real answer. See, over, over at TNA, folks, okay, I have documented that how many different ways, forms, carrier – that was the only thing I didn't try It was a carrier pigeon. Smoke signals. Smoke that's what I figured out. That's what I figured out. No, I sent up smoke signals. Trust me. I sent up plenty of smoke signals and uh, didn't, get, didn't get any of that. No, I didn't do the carrier pigeon is the one I didn't do. Um, okay. I did emails, phone calls, Twitter, everywhere. You name it, I tried it. Okay, you can't get an answer from anybody, but I am willing to bet that Vince runs a professional ship over there, and I can find out. Speaking of finding out, too, one of the things, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find a size twenty-two boots, wrestling boots.
0: <laughs> Jericho, no help for you on that.
1: Folks, tune in next Saturday night to find out why I was looking for size 22 boots and, uh, no, you know who I ended up having to go to. I ended up going to Jimmy Hart to ask uh, Hogan.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, Jimmy Hart will get the answer.
1: Yeah, no, uh, we're set. We got boots. We're good. Um, so yeah, uh, going on in our matches. And and again, to me, I just think, will Vince do it? I I don't, I, I, I don't know, you know, uh, Triple H, he probably would, you know. Remember one thing, though. Vince wants to compete with the success of the women in UFC. So, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And, boy, that would make a phenomenal, phenomenal Helen Seldo if those two things happen. Now, the likelihood is, to me, the likelihood is we get one of those two. We get the far, frog splash. before we leave the women's
0: match, uh, FXE live here. I know this is you know you're the uh, the brains behind that. Let me ask you, this yes, is sir. your program Sunday night. Yeah. Where do you put the women's match in the show?
1: Well, That's first of all, debate. yeah. First of all, I probably wouldn't have done three Hell in a Cell. This is a monumental match uh, for women's wrestling. You know, Fabulous Moore and all of them, you know, started this years and years ago to get women into it. And they just, I mean, to get to this point where you've got this, this should have been, this should have been the main event, end of the show, and the only one, plain and simple. This should have been the highlight. And let me tell you something about it, to make it a legitimate match. Both of what I just told you, the Frog Splash by Sasha, giving a tribute to her dad. Then you've got Flair, Little Color, Legitimize It, Go All The Way, Do It Right, or Don't Do It At All, because otherwise you're just wasting time. Uh-huh. My production, that's where I'm going. And you know what? There might be a time in the near future you'll get to see me actually show you exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, I know I will.
1: Tell you what. Maybe that's what we'll do. Next year, at some point, FXE will do a women's match. Hell in a cell. Somebody off the top. Somebody with color. We'll do it next year. This way, if WWE doesn't do it this weekend, my wrestling fans, you have something to look forward to next year. Can't do any better than that, JT. I'll put my money no, where really my can. mouth is. I, got, I, got, I have no problem putting my money where my mouth is. And I bet you I get a lot of women lining up to go ahead and be in this match.
0: Oh, there's some there's some good women's wrestlers out there, no doubt. Wrestlers, period, women or men.
1: So, yeah, looking forward yeah, to that. No, fantastic talent. That's what I'm finding out, though, is there's a lot of fantastic talent yet to be discovered on, on a higher level. And I, I, I look forward to being able to put them out there front and center and getting the due that they should be getting instead of getting paid nothing for what they're doing. Some of these guys... And women. JT, you'd be surprised what they're doing for nothing and not getting the proper exposure because of who they're with and they have no idea the uh, how to handle the media end of it. I'm telling you, if we're going to be we're gonna be <laughs> set like you wouldn't believe. All right, listen, going back to WWE, though, and the Hell in the Cell and moving on. Uh, so you think Sasha wins, correct? Yeah, you
0: can't take that belt right back off of her you got to give that belt some legitimacy I think Sasha's going to hold that at least through the end of the calendar year
1: yeah 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 I I don't see that they can't bounce that back and forth between the two unless
0: she gets hurt again that's the big caveat with her
1: yeah well uh, that is her she is uh, she's small she's you know lack of a better word fragile um, and she but, lays
0: it out there, so she's prone to some bumps. But I think if you see if you see Charlotte's hand raised for the with that belt, it's because Sasha's hurt again.
1: That would be yes, I would uh, agree with you one hundred percent on that, JT. One hundred percent. If she walks out with that, something's wrong with Sasha. Rusev, Reigns, U.S. title. This one I'm looking forward to. This is the, this is, you know, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. This is a really good match, folks. I really like this matchup, and I like it in in the in cell. Yeah,
0: yeah, I do too. And there, and believe me, these two guys are going to be brutal in that
1: cell. <laughs> the only thing that I would like better would be to see. And I keep talking about this matchup, folks. I I, I have a feeling I'll never ever get to see this. But I would like to see Strowman and Lesnar. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great in a cell? You got Anything worth having is worth waiting for. You got to give
0: Strowman a chance to get himself up on that level with Brock um,
1: before you have that match. But who's to say it won't happen sometime? You know what? <laughs> Did you see the size of Strowman. He's there. He's on that level. He, I want to see. I want to see those two guys just go at it here. I will. I. I would do anything. And folks, again, I guess you know. I'm also tipping my hand though, as far as what kind of promoter you can expect. Because yeah, I want the two big guys in the biggest nastiest match I can get. And that would be it. Oh, I just would love one day to put on a show and have it be Lesnar versus Strowman. Mm-hmm. I'd do it right now. If for whatever reason, both of them just magically walked away from WWE, okay? I would find a way to do Strowman and Lesnar right now. Like, say, WWE disappeared. Vince died. The whole McMahon family died. And they're off the fence. Wow. WWE just no longer exists. No, I'm not wishing that. That wow, no, I, I, I'm
0: just
1: saying <laughs> that
0: the you know, whole family dies, it's gonna be a wonderful Christmas in the McMahon household, you
1: know. Whatever has to happen, that WWE, the corporation, is just no longer there. Let's put it that All right, that probably sounds a little bit better. Okay, gotcha. All right, it's, it, it wasn't meant, to, you know, like all almost, you know, this would be my luck <laughs> now. Like, all the WWE, like, all the McMahons are dead and they were murdered and hey, nobody and knows how. Radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please yeah. open up,
0: Chester. Open the door. It's the police. You know, and, and we're not talking about Sting either. We're talking about the real ones.
1: Okay, Rabbit. Where's Rocky? Oh he's not in the stove. Oh, uh-huh. so he's hiding in the stove, eh? Would I throw oh. a lighted? Ma- no, no. It was, uh, first, would I turn on the gas if my friend Rocky was in there? You might, Rabbit. You might. Would I throw a lighted match in there? <laughs> My friend Rocky was in there. This would be JT. Next thing I know, boom! <laughs> Thanks, J <Jake. laughs> oh.
0: Wow, I can see where I'm. Yeah, I'm not invited to Christmas myself. It sounds like, but, uh, you, you and Braun Strowman and Lesnar, man, I tell you, as much oh. as you'd like to see that, since we're yeah. living in the world of fantasy here, give me yeah. mid '90s Kane, late '90s yeah. Kane versus Stroman.
1: That's what I want to see. Sure. But that that's the closest you're going to get to it now. What are you going to do? I want to see the cast Cass doesn't have okay, listen. Having him be the fun bunch, okay, and that's what they are, Enzo and Cass is the fun bunch to me. He doesn't give off he's seven foot, but he doesn't give off that aura that Stroman and Lesnar you get no, what I'm saying? No, it's
0: not like Cass,
1: Cass versus Lesnar does absolutely nothing to me. Nothing. And Cass is seven foot. That's just me. I think you, I think
0: the big difference is Braun Strowman's intensity versus Cass's intensity is not even close. That's, and that's what it is, the intensity.
1: I get the impression that if and I could be hundred percent wrong. Street fight breaks out. It's Cass and Strowman. Strowman pisses all over Cass. I mean, it's not even close. So yeah, that's how I look yeah. at it. And I, and I, so so I, that's is what awful I'm saying.
0: Athletic. Cass is awful. moves really well, though, and that's something he, he has one more big man that can
1: move. He, he, you know what? He, you are 100 percent correct on that one. For a big guy, he is awful smooth in that ring. Uh, for somebody seven foot, usually seven footers, they're they're clumsy, they're awkward, they're slow. He's none of those. So yeah. Uh, look, at,
0: look at Taker in the early '90s. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that kind. Again, I'm not saying the cast is going to be Undertaker, listeners. All I'm saying is, look at Taker in the early '90s and look how he moved, how he flew, top rope for old school, that kind of stuff. You didn't see that from somebody his size. And that's where I see Cass having that same athletic prowess as Undertaker did.
1: Well, I think it was a couple of shows ago on – now, on Wednesday, folks, for those of you who are new to this show or just new to us in general, on Wednesday night, 9 p.m., we do FXE Live, Florida Extreme Entertainment Live, and we talk about everything wrestling every Wednesday night. And JT, I believe you probably came up. I think it was you that made the probably the best comparison of a former wrestler to what Cass looks like now. You had brought up Test. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Andrew Test Martin. That's exactly who he reminds me of.
1: Fantastic, fantastic uh, comparison there. Getting back to this, though, and, and the Reigns and Rusev uh, match and getting away from Strowman Lesnar... This. Yeah, this yeah. will have
0: the brutality. This will have the brutality and the physicality that a hell in a cell should have. Uh, no regard for the other person's body or your own. This And these two guys are just physical guys to begin with. And let's just be honest. Reigns is getting a little bit of a pop. He's getting some cheers. They've had him go run out and help Sasha. Little things like that The WWM creative has actually done right, and I don't see them killing that momentum. At all, I don't see. I don't see
1: Reigns losing this fight. Well, I don't either. I gotta. I, I gotta be honest with you, uh, and it just. Again, you talk about not changing belts fast, and it feels like Reigns just got this because he did.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't really see that. Changing hands, and we are now at three to one, three to one, one changing so far. So we go to our last match, and we've got Rollins versus Kevin Owens for the Universal title. JT, does this one change hands? Now,
0: as much as I'd like to see, and I never thought I'd say this, Rollins walk out of there with the belt, Owens has not had it long enough to this would absolutely hurt his character to lose this belt now, especially the way you've had things going where it seems like he's uh, had Jericho to help him. Besides the biggest thing I think you're going to see in this whole feud is Owens wins, but I think we're going to see a Jericho turn here very, very soon.
1: Wow. Hmm.
0: And I think that, I think that's where something happens. Not necessarily saying Jericho takes the belt, but I think they're going to keep this little best friendship together. um, And I think you're going to see Jericho end up costing him that belt at some point.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. That that could be that could I could see that happening. I could see that Mm -hmm. happening. But no, I I don't see one of the things I don't see happening is the whole uh, belt changing this, this this one here. It's going to be. It'll be a decent match. It'll be a decent match. I still think it'll be a better than decent match. Don't you? Oh, I think it's going to be a fantastic. Both these guys can put on a hell of a
0: match. What I hope WWE does is not put this or the Reigns-Rusev match anywhere near the Sasha Banks and and, uh, Charlotte match. No, there's no reason to have them back-to-back in any way to have any kind of comparison of those matches. Um... You know, I'd like to see them do what Smackdown didn't lead
1: off with this with this fight. Mm. Mm. That would be that'd be interesting. They could do that and they might. They very well might
0: start start your show strong and end your show strong.
1: What do you end with?
0: Oh, I'm going with you and saying you end it with the Charlotte and, and Sasha Banks. You started with the you know, the the Universal Championship, you ended with the Women's Universal
1: Championship. I agree with you only if, only if they're going to do something fantastic with the women's match that it resembles a Hell in the cell. Otherwise, save Rusev and, and uh, Reigns. And Reigns. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's as far just as my as thing. You
0: asked, you asked what kind of match. I'd prefer to see Owens and Rollins in a regular match just because both guys, I think, are absolutely fantastic in the ring. There's Mm -hmm. been a nice story put together for this.
1: Uh,
0: And let's just be honest, who would have thought Rollins would be getting the cheers he's getting at this
1: point? Yeah. Yeah. He's been starting to get them a little bit more and well, it'll be interesting. I'm going to be, I got to be honest again. I don't share your sentiments. uh, As far as the whole Match and watching the Golden Girls or Oprah. I, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I really am. Uh, I, oh, wanna I know see. You know, I, 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 let me ask you something though. You know, uh-huh. I, let me. All right. Yeah. Before we get away from this, I I, I got 40 seconds on this. Let's Jericho try. helping KO, or is it Triple H helping KO?
0: I think we've seen enough of Jericho helping KO. I think this is where Triple H is uh Whole Groundhog Day and rears his
1: ugly mug in this match. All right. There you have it, folks. There's our coverage. You got Hell in the Cell this weekend. Don't miss it. Enjoy it. Have fun. We'll be back in a second. Hello, I'm Miles Jag. You're listening to the Fantasy Jesse Show. Hi, I'm Jeff Cross, a former Miami Dolphins. I'm a big fan of the Fantasy Jester, and you're listening to the Fantasy Jester.
0: Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester.
1: The Fantasy Jester. Oh, wait, that would be me. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's enjoying the show tonight. We've got a great thing going here. We've been enjoying this, folks, and it'll just continue for all of you. You know, we work real hard, com and the podcast to bring you the absolute best. And again, you can find us iTunes, Fantasy Justice Show. It covers all the podcasts now. You know, you're going to go ahead and search under the Fantasy Justice Show, but it's going to give you all of them. It's going to give you the Monday show, A Touch of Magic, our newest podcast in, the, in our group. A Touch of Magic every Monday night, 6.30 to 6.30, 7 o'clock. We'll take you to all the tip-offs of any Monday night game, 6.30 to 7 o'clock, A Touch of Magic, everything Orlando Magic, and a little bit more towards the NBA as well. JT and I will be bringing you that each and every Monday. Wednesday nights, we have FXE Live. FXE Live. Now, let me tell you, this is our wrestling show that has become very popular because of the insider information that we're able to bring you from our friends. We have a lot of friends that are in the business, first of all. And that's why we got into it, is because everybody said, listen, Joe, you know, now that you're out of construction, you're in the sports entertainment business. How would you? I mean, why don't you just become a promoter? And at first, I kind of laughed. And they said, "No, you have a flair for being able to entertain people. Look at your—I mean, my parties are something that I could literally film probably and sell as an entertainment, just because we put on stupid things." And well, so I gave it some thought. And then I went and I took a look at some of the productions around here in Florida, and it is absolutely funny what is out there calling itself a promotion. So, you know, I said, sure, I can do it a hundred times better than what's out there, so I would love to do this. And little by little, I've gained a lot of uh, support and a lot of good friends in the business now, made a lot of new friends that are in the business. Made some great friends that have been in the business a long time and are WWE legends. So I've enjoyed this. And now on Wednesday nights, we've got FXE Live, the show. And yes, we talk WWE, but now we have recently lost one of our commentators. Now, he's a guy, former MMA guy, wrestler. Joey Cage, for those of you who don't know, one of the talent, also, right, he does a bunch of things or used to, has disappeared, and we're waiting now. This Wednesday, we finally have a replacement, and we've been waiting to announce this replacement for you. Starting Wednesday, it's going to be JT, myself, and our wrestler Mako, will be joining the show as a regular. We are excited to have him. He's excited to be on, and he will give you his wrestling analysis each and every week on FXE Live. We're excited about that. Next weekend, the show will have its usual rundown, but instead of ending with football, we're going to end up With wrestling and FXE, because we're going to go live on Facebook, the Fantasy Jester Facebook page. We will be going live as we sign FXE talent live. Gonna have a great time. You're gonna see. We are gonna start bringing the beef. People have said, "Wow, we saw those developmental guys. They were they were good sized guys, but I hope you got some bigger guys." And uh, yeah, well, we're about to bring the beef. Getting back to iTunes real quick. One of the shows that I almost forgot is our NFL show on Thursday night, seven o'clock. We take you till eight fifteen. This way, right before kickoff, we give you everything that we can about this week in the NFL and also about the game that you're about to watch. I can't tell you how much fun that show has been, but even more so, I can't get over the attention it has garnered. I love you, folks, and the I, I, reason why I bring that up, I have to thank all you listeners out there for making that show grow the way it has. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That shows that you guys really love what JT and I are bringing you. Sometimes we get Tate in, Tate Dello, uh, when we're graced with his presence. We get him in, fantasy guy. And then, like I said, now, next week, Something to look forward to. I promise you. Mm-hmm. I promise you a show next week. Fantasy Jester show 8 to 10 o'clock next week. And I promise you it will be a show you will talk about for quite some time. Let's get into the NFL. Let's get JT back in here. Let's get this going. We've got predictions and we have what has also become, you know, there's different parts of these things that, have, you know, you hope when you come up with something, you hope it becomes popular. We have King's Ransom or Fool's Gold, where JT asked me my fantasy analysis for the week and who's good, who isn't. Matter of fact, I came pretty close. I said portals and whatnot on this past uh past week somebody goes well but it it was garbage time it was garbage time yeah i don't care garbage time uh dinner time breakfast time uh recess time uh, whatever time you want to put it under Uh, he fulfilled what i had said he would do uh fantasy wise missed on henry caught a couple people though uh, pretty well on that one but yeah um i don't care about garbage time I, i care about fantasy points JT, my man, football and everything going yes. on. Wrestling, FXE, all that going on. We got basketball. We got we a do. touch touch of magic on Mondays. Love it. We're busy. We're busy. Yes,
0: we are. You know who else is busy? Gotta give you a Ooh. quick update. Cubby's defense letting them down. Two errors so far in the game. Three to one Cleveland in the third inning.
1: That's, that's, uh, that's, we are another step closer. Yes, we are. Wow. I, I never thought I'd see myself in this place. I mean, JT, you and I are getting closer and closer to being the third most influential, most valuable people in Cleveland Indian baseball. How's the right.
0: it feel? It... It feels great. We're going to be on the podium. You know, we might be able to get on that metal podium now. So uh, this is looking pretty good. Uh, I'll tell you. I will will be standing for the anthem, by the way, when that happens. Just want to throw that out there.
1: (laughs) You know what? When the anthem plays, no, I'll be kneeling because I'll have my rifle picking off anybody who isn't standing for (laughs) it. Oh, sorry. But uh, uh, I have
0: to give you—you you were close on Thursday. You said 350 and yeah. three touchdowns. He went for 337
1: and three touchdowns. Three, 337 and three touchdowns. I said 350 and three touchdowns, and somebody's crying about.
0: But it was garbage time. The whole second half was garbage time. Who cares? Points are points.
1: Maybe that's what I was counting on.
0: <laughs> no, you weren't from your predictions. Thank you.
1: No, you know why I took Jacksonville. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, I have to live pick. here.
0: Safe pick, like I said the other night. Safe pick.
1: I, I have to, man. I live here.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not afraid. Like
1: listen, you, folks, there's a lot of things. I've been, listen, I've had a 12 inch hunting knife put in me. Okay. I'm not afraid of much. I am shit scared of my wife. Okay, I'm going Jacksonville. I can tell you, you know what next, the next game that they play, JT? Uh Guess who I'm taking? When they play Kansas City, guess who I'm taking?
0: I imagine Jacksonville.
1: Very good. And the following week, guess who I'm going to take?
0: Hey, so wait a minute. We have this on the record here, on the air. All you listeners are my proof. Just marking down for Jacksonville for the rest of the year.
1: That's what I'm trying to tell you, folks. Listen to me on my giant picks. Don't listen to me on Jacksonville. I'm letting you know. You better be careful. I'm letting you know. You better be careful. But, hey,
0: it was. No. you know what? Henry looked great. Henry looked great in that game. If anyone with the last name Henry, don't listen to you on that either.
1: The whole, listen, the water boy for Tennessee looked good the other day against the Jags. Who said that? Oh, that running game is a, said joke. That? Got a Wait a minute. Somebody, told, make sure Mrs. Jester knows, somebody ran into the studio and said that over the microphone just then. That was terrible. Ran <laughs> in, ran out. twin
0: brother got loose again.
1: Damn it. That, all right, folks, hey, listen. For those of you who missed it, okay, the poor. <laughs> Wednesday night, I had my my twin brother, my younger twin brother on, and, uh, whew, I told you he's a handful, J.T. I tried to tell you. He's a handful. We love him, but he's a handful. I tell you, you know, and for those of you who missed it, you missed one hell of an interview. I mean, that's, that's what's crazy is, you know, I understand. God love him. He's a train wreck, but he's a train wreck people love listening to. So he makes life interesting. I'll tell you that much. Don't know what to think half the time with him, but all right, let's continue NFL. You know we've got yes. the games here and we've got the picks, and guess what, JT? I have changed my mind on one of these picks.
0: Oh, which one?
1: Ah, we'll get to that one. We'll go down the list in a oh, minute okay. as we get to it. Washington, Cincinnati. Uh, I have seen, and folks, don't forget, fantasy people it's an, and fans. Nine thirty game this Sunday, Washington, Cincinnati. I've got Cincinnati. JT's got Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, I, I still, I still feel Cincinnati on that one. Okay. You still don't. Now, still good do you feel pick.
0: Cincinnati because you have a Cincinnati fan living in the house too? Or do you feel Cincinnati because you feel Cincinnati?
1: Oh no, 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 no. Listen, the only team that I, Play with like that and I, it's pretty Much out of my own fears and My own safety is is that Is uh jacksonville no uh, Other than me no uh that's it Uh the uh Jags- Okay, fair question I, I go ahead i'm pretty honest On the giants win or lose I mean those boys are four and three But i'm seven and oh picking them
0: Right right
1: So Uh so are, no he was there. When when forced into picking the teams other than Jacksonville, I always try and pick the right team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're sticking with Cincinnati. What is it you see in Cincinnati that I don't?
1: Uh, A better team than what they've been given credit for. I see a team getting Eifert back. I see, uh, which is going to be huge. That's going to help them so much. Uh, it really is, uh, and you're going to see it this weekend. Uh, I see a team that's just starting to get better as uh, the season's going on defensively too. I, I just, I just like I said, I feel that this team's getting ready to come on and go on a roll. I why? Because uh, I'm a moron half the time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just what I'm seeing. Uh, sometimes I see stuff. I, I I see I see dead people too, though. So, may not oh. want to go with me. Forget about it. Uh, no, go with Washington. Go with JT. No, I'm serious, folks. Cincinnati. It's not it, Mrs. Jester. Has nothing to do with Cincinnati. Ah, just making sure. No worries, no worries. I just think they're going to travel better and all that stuff. And uh, like I said, I think Washington's been a little bit more smoke and mirrors. They make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, they still make a lot of mistakes. They do, but they've been
0: winning without their all-pro tight end the last few weeks as well. They mm-hmm. do get him back this week, so
1: yeah, yeah, they do.
0: Now, no, I real got you. quick. Real quick, I, we're going to share some of your, your fantasy goodness here. I, I see you running out there to pick up a, a particular running back from the Redskins. Is there anything you want to share with everybody else out there in fantasy land?
1: No. No, just in case I'm playing them this week. I'm not sharing a damn thing anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. Wow.
0: The insecurity shows.
1: Are you talking about Mac Brown? I would be
0: talking about Mac Brown, and I don't mean the former Texas football coach. <laughs>
1: oh, that's not who it was. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mac Brown was a beast. Mac Brown was a beast in preseason. Now I'm not completely sold on the whole idea of who uh, you know Kelly. They're going to keep Thompson as their their uh, third down back. Okay, so that means that they're going to run out Kelly this week. But who's to say how durable Kelly is as a starting running back? I can't say it. Can anybody? No, nobody can truthfully say it. And if they're not ever going to because this was the opportunity, me, I believe that this was the opportunity. If you're ever going to make Chris Thompson the starter with the way he's been playing lately, now's the time. So to see Kelly jump ahead of him, well then that makes Mac Brown uh one twist of a knee the next running back in Washington. So yeah. And considering the way he played during the uh preseason, uh that's a very competent running back uh sitting there right. waiting. So yeah, I, I grabbed him in a league that running backs are premium in folks, and I will stash them. I will hold them and keep them and call him George. I don't know if you
0: have your uh, handy dandy calculator or something on you there. Just giving sure. Chris Thompson a look so far this season 38 carries for 193 yards. That's got to be over five yards carry. Um, 26 targets, 22 catches for 184 and a touchdown.
1: So Five point, It's this, 5.07 uh, yards of carry. Okay.
0: Yeah, and then receiving 22 for 184. So, this guy moves the chains. I mean, whether he's running the ball or catching the ball, obviously, he's diminutive. 5'8", 195. Uh, uh, it's
1: 8'3", a catch. So, if okay, so
0: you're looking at a guy that moves moves the ball, comes from a school where they've put out some diminutive facts, like work done with Florida State. You know, this seems to be One of those kind of guys, I don't think he can handle 20 touches, but 10 to 14 touches for this guy, good start.
1: I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Well, I I think, and that's the thing is, uh, they're putting on running a little bit more this week, and that will help keep the game close. And I don't think that they have an answer for green on the outside. Who does? Uh, yeah, and they certainly don't, if Eifert's going to help uh, draw some of that coverage. I don't know. I just think Cincinnati's a better team right now. Where we're at oh, today... No,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, where we're at today, I just think Cincinnati's better. Uh, Cardinals, right. Carolina. We both agree that the Carolina Panthers are going to win again versus the Cardinals but the Cardinals will tell you different I'm sure if you're asking them they're about to get some retribution they're about to go to Carolina eat some panther for dinner but JT and I say "No." no the cat will eat the bird if you will and Carolina will win you still feel that way
0: I do feel that way um I think Cam is gonna be Cam's gonna be the reason. We're gonna see one of Cam's three hundred passing, eighty, ninety rushing type of games where he just controls controls the ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just uh I I just I'm trying to see the Cardinals win. And until they can go ahead and start passing the ball like the Cardinals do. Listen, Johnson's a beast. We all know he's a beast at running back. Okay, great. But you still have to have a little bit more than that, it seems like, for that Cardinal team. Just seems like. I mean, it just hasn't been. I I haven't seen them really dominating and blowing people out and all this. I mean, I just want to see the Cardinals uh, with a younger quarterback, I think. That's first. I I don't think Palmer's – the answer any longer. I think his window slammed shut last year. That's me personally. I think yep. he lost a lot. I I, I think he oh, during the off season he lost a step and confidence. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. I think that rattled him permanently.
0: Well he had a bad, bad, bad turnover day in the playoffs. It'll definitely get in your head. I think Carson Palmer is still a competent quarterback. problem I see when I watch Arizona is their tackles. They just they, they spent all that money on um, Vandalier from the Raiders. Mm. He did really well last year. This year he looks really slow off the ball. Uh, he's getting beat on by speed rushers around the outside consistently. And in the running game, he just can't get out of the blocks. So, uh, you know, I think the tackles are the big problem. Your tackles collapse. Your quarterback's got people. Uh, you know, hanging off of them, And uh, those balls aren't getting completed So, not that Palmer Hasn't regressed a little But I think a lot of it has to do with those tackles
1: Okay Well, we both have Carolina So we both agree on that one Detroit going to Houston We both have Houston Any change in that for you? Mm-mm. No, no Lamar either. Miller
0: should be good to go uh, And I am Yeah, I'd be nervous for a minute Yeah, I was a little worried about that myself um a guy just keep your your eyes on in fantasy land Braxton Miller they they're wanting to get him involved um he's a, more of an underneath receiver because obviously the you know the 72 million dollar man Brock Osweiler can't hit the best receiver in football on the outside wide open so he's going to start dumping it off underneath
1: so yeah, uh, yeah uh, and i agree <laughs> with you 100% they they realize that he can't <laughs> he can't <laughs> Hey, guys that are no longer in the league were able to hit Hopkins, but Osweiler (laughs) can't. I got you. No, I I completely understand. Seattle, New Orleans. Yeah, I got Houston, believe it or not, because I believe Miller and the short game underneath is enough against that uh, horrible Detroit defense. Seattle, New Orleans. Uh, JT, you have New Orleans. I have Seattle. Let me rephrase this. Let me rephrase this. I had Seattle. Oh, okay. Soon as Seattle no longer had Michael Bennett to try and put pressure on the quarterback, and right. even more telling, and even more telling, no Cam Chancellor on that back end.
0: Yep, no enforcer.
1: I remember seeing what that defense looked like when there was no Cam Chancellor for a couple of games. Anybody else remember? Yeah. I remember. I know I, I paid attention. So now let's see. You have no Cam Chancellor at the back end. You've got Mike, no Michael Bennett to give you a pass rush. And you are now going to go into New Orleans where this year Drew Brees is averaging averaging not this isn't his high game he's averaging 421 yards a game at home this year averaging that's ridiculous So now you're going to play against the game. You're going to play this game against Michael Bennett, no Michael Bennett and no Cam Chancellor? (laughs) Yeah, I changed that. As soon as I I heard no Michael Bennett and no Cam Chancellor, I changed that pick real quick. Couldn't wait to get to the show to make sure it was announced and covered. (laughs) But you know, I'm
0: sticking with New Orleans on this one, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You and I have it, and uh, so does. uh, So is Busy Jay. So, uh, let me see. Moving on. Saints. That was the Saints, right? Yep, we got that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. No, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, he doesn't have that one in his picks. Maybe he figured if he ignored it, it would go away. Maybe he's going for the tie. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. The he's over. He, he's at the Knicks. Uh, you know what he's and, and I get him, but he's over uh, covering uh, the Knicks. He's at the Knicks uh, home opener, sitting in the uh, sitting in the press box over there, getting in, his Knicks on right now. And uh, of course, I'll have to hit him up. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to hit him up. But uh, yeah, no Breeze four twenty one averaging at, at home, ridiculous. Huh. So we both have New Orleans there. KC, uh, Indy. We both have KC there. I'm assuming that uh, your pick, my my pick in KC is simply because the Indy defense is non-existent uh, and uh, the Indy offense is suspect at best. Fair and enough. I just,
0: I like, yeah, and I like Spencer Ware and and you know some of the things he's been doing. So I think KC uh, wins this
1: one. Spencer Ware, uh, one of the uh, underrated. Is that fair? Underrated, yeah, you got backs, a guy that's, not talked about.
0: Right, a fullback for two years for Seattle, kicked around. Nobody gave him a chance. Went to yeah. KC. There was an injury to Jamal Charles. Go figure. What a shocker! Got a chance to play, and the rest is history.
1: Yeah, and like I said, you know, he, this is a guy that nobody's talking about, and I just, I just don't understand why not. He is a good. He's good blocking. He can catch mm-hmm. the ball. Yep. He's he, he's solid kid. I mean, yeah, you're not he's got talking about...
0: to get around the outside, but he's a strong in-between-the-tackles runner, so he fits both things that Andy Reid wants to do, so he's a perfect fit.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's a young guy. He's 24 years old. But my point is this. He's 5'10", but he, he's listed at 229. Sounds about right. He's thick. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, this is going to be a kid that's durable. And, I mean, so far, I, I like what I've seen from him. And I'll tell you, because in college, you know, when he was 18 years old in college, he was averaging 7.3 a carry.
0: In LSU.
1: So now you come over to KC from Seattle, spent, spent the year over in uh, Seattle, only dressed for two games during that time. But now he comes over to KC and since he's been into KC now in in 2015 and 2016 hasn't rushed for under five yards of carry either year. Last year he had uh, 72 attempts for a 5.6 carry. So now he's doing it at 5.2 for this year. So I'd like to see him uh, get the ball a lot more. Me personally and, and this is a, this is the perfect team that he'll be getting it against because they'll be ahead. They'll right. be ahead. He's going to see the ball a lot. This is going to be a big Spencer Ware day. So moving on, Jets-Cleveland, you have the Jets. I, just, I, do. I I still can't believe that. I'm looking at Jets-Cleveland, and I don't have the Jets, and you don't have Cleveland. <laughs> I don't understand oh, how God. that happens. I was like, here, I can't wait to see JT and tell him I finally have Cleveland.
0: Cleveland and you don't doesn't have seem – you got McCown at quarterback this week.
1: That's McCown why I'm taking on... him.
0: So he'll be in the game for the first three series before he's hurt again?
1: No. No. McCown's good for a couple – he's good for five games. Oof. How many, right let now. me ask
0: you in that game. That game that he played earlier this year. How many? How many? Uh, how many quarters did he last?
1: I understand, but that was that's not the same game. He's out to say. I got him down for five. I got him down for five. no, Corey
0: Coleman. No, yeah. Corey Coleman. Right. Okay. Terrell Pryor's mm-hmm. got got a, nicked and dinged. Hasn't been mm-hmm. himself over the last few weeks or what he was yeah, earlier in okay. the season. The running he's,
1: game he's is, playing is, is more He's playing yeah, Civ well, Island. He's playing Civ Island.
0: The running game's horrible. Um, so all in all, I think no. Fitzpatrick got a wake up call without that, that quasi benching for Glass, Jaw, Gino, and uh, I think you see a big day out of Marshall and a and Forte.
1: Hmm. <sighs> you know, that is the part of the game that scares me though, is the Cleveland defense. I like think the a... offense, the Cleveland, yeah, the Cleveland offense will be fine. It's the defense that scares me in this game, but. I think that's what I why I'm going with the home team, though, for a little home push. Maybe, uh,
0: maybe it comes down to a field goal, and old Chankopotamus, uh Cody Parkey, misses another game
1: winner for Cleveland. There you go. There you go. New England Buffalo, much to the chagrin of Tate Dello, we both have New England. Have you changed your mind there? No.
0: And I don't think Tate has either.
1: Yeah, no, I have a feeling he, he's going to go New England on that one. And uh, all right, so we both have New England, both not changing. The matchup doesn't do anything for me. Let's just keep going. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because of the Giant fan in me I say that. I don't know. Maybe uh, it could be. It could be. Maybe just a uh, just a, just a wee bit. All right, folks, moving on. Oh, and By the way, um, I have New England. JT has New England. Uh, so far, we have Busy Jay's picks, and uh, he, he actually did pick on this one. He oh, has nice. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, he has Buffalo. JT, get He's up okay. off he the floor. Have... Yeah, he
0: might as well take the Mets in that one.
1: This is why Busy Jay is in the last 17 games out, folks. Um, <clears throat> Oakland, Tampa Bay. It's true. It's true. 17 games out. True.
0: It's damn true.
1: It is true. It is true. You and I are tied at eight games out um oakland tampa bay oakland tampa bay we both have oakland you sticking with that
0: yeah I, I think oakland shows up big like you said uh the other night on gridiron guys the best travel team in football they travel well they win well and that young defense is getting considerably better each week when you put on the tape so yeah, i definitely like the raiders in this
1: yeah, that defense was gonna was gonna gel eventually. It just had to, and they've got the right guy at the helm you know, there. And Alden
0: Smith just put in for uh, reinstatement. Boy, can you imagine if they get a pass rusher like him to go with the rest of the, you know, Mac on one side, Alden Smith on the other?
1: Smith Smith uh, would be added probably by about week ten. Right. He, I figure if he comes back now week ten he'll be back on the roster about another week or two. You gotta figure by week twelve, so you're gonna get there's a good chance that they're gonna add Smith, okay, for the last quarter of the season. What a nice push towards the playoffs you get then. And he'll be
0: fresh pass rusher like him that absolutely has the talent to dominate any given game.
1: So Raider
0: fans, you guys are trending up right now.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And we both have Oakland in this. So Going ahead, moving on, since we both have Oakland in this, and so does uh, Busy J. San Diego, Denver. Denver's home. We both have Denver. Busy J's got yes. Denver. Um, hold on. I just got a tweet. Mrs. Rivers, Philip Rivers' mother, has Denver. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I didn't really believe she jump ship like that. That's terrible. Right? That's terrible. When your when your mom when your mom takes the other team, that's not good. Not good at all. Terrible, folks. Denver, Denver. Busy J. When Busy J has Denver, it's not good. And I will take San Diego now. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Oh, uh, I'm staying. <laughs> I'm staying in Denver. Uh Hey, listen, he's a Met fan. He's happy. He should be happy I've had him around us. Uh, Green Bay, Atlanta. Now, this is a great matchup, you would think. No. You would think. You would not think. The way, the way yeah. they've
0: played over the last year and a half. And That's look a Atlanta. shame. Yeah, Atlanta had a bad year last year. Green Bay got old really fast. Uh, the way Atlanta played last year, they've bounced back strong this year. Uh, two-headed monster is not going this week, as Tevin Coleman is. Uh, looking Looks like he's going to be inactive. But right. Freeman's, Freeman's plenty good enough to handle this game on his own. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, and Keanu Neal and Deion Jones, a young safety and linebacker mm-hmm. uh, duo for the Falcons, are controlling the middle of the field. And uh that's generally where Aaron Rodgers likes to do most of his damage. Falcons win this.
1: Yeah, we both, we all have Atlanta on this one. And the problem that I see is yeah, you know, Green Bay got old and they don't have anybody. I watched a Green Bay game and it is it my imagination, but nobody gets separations. Rivers, I mean, uh, uh, Rogers, constantly throwing to somebody who has somebody on his back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the only guy that seems to get any kind of separation, at least some of the time, is Devontae Adams. And then you Adams. wonder if he's actually yeah. going
1: to catch the ball. Yeah, no, Adams uh, every once in a while gets separation. And then it's uh, 50-50 if, uh, you know, Crisco yeah, is going to catch in it.
0: They brought in Jared Cook, who's been an absolute flop. Richard Rodgers is decent some weeks, and other weeks he's a no-show. Aaron Rodgers is basically playing by himself at this point.
1: I'm telling you, it's absolutely awful. I could, I can never. I, I when you see Green Bay, Atlanta, you always go, "Wow, it's going to be some game." And this one, it's just not Powerful. going to be. I, I see Atlanta trouncing them, and yeah, yeah. I, I can. I, I see I see, I see a fantasy stud this week, if you will. If you will. Three you know, of them. King's Ransom. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see three of them is right. Um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Philadelphia, Dallas. This is interesting. This is really interesting because I have a team I hate and a team I hate. No, right. I can't stand either team. It's uh, – so now I, I, I've taken my heart out of this one completely, and I've taken out the uh, idea that you know you both have rookie quarterbacks. Okay, that's that's a that's a push right there. Dallas has probably a little bit better running game right now, obviously. A lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. Uh, I think that the Philly defense is really that much better than Dallas defense and is probably definitely better than most, if not all of, I know you don't agree with this, but most, if not all of the defenses that Dallas has faced so far, that Philly defense is underrated. And and when you're, when you're third on in points against, you have my attention.
0: See, because
1: that is the final stat that matters to me, is how many points have you put up? How many points have you let up? This is going to be a tough game for Dallas in Dallas. I think they're going to overlook Philly, and Dallas is going to lose. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. You
0: you never (laughs) overlook a divisional foe. You never overlook. Now, If they were in another, another division, maybe. But this is a divisional foe. You don't overlook someone in your
1: division. Do you know? Dallas do you bad. know how many people have Dallas? Do you know how many people have Dallas that I've looked at? How many people are just like there's not giving Philly any credit whatsoever?
0: Well, it doesn't mean Dallas is doing that.
1: Uh, I think I mean, it's. That I mean, think it's a, that kind that, of game.
0: Look at it this way. You look at the games where the Eagles' defense has struggled, and it's been against run-blocking, mauling offensive lines. If Philly can't control the line of scrimmage, that defense is not going to be effective. Dallas' offensive line is graded right behind Tennessee's. We saw what Tennessee's offensive line did the other night in the running game. I think you're going to see something very similar by Dallas this week, and I'm not saying they blow Philly out, but I'm saying that they win that game.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I see that, you know, I just think that the the front seven is so good. And the back end of Philly defense is definitely, you know, I talk to Philly fans. That back end of the defense is better than anybody imagined well, yeah, they, they would of, be.
0: They got rid of Byron uh, Maxwell. Of course it's better. Yeah, that's addition by subtraction right there.
1: I think that the Cowboys are gonna look past this game. they know they got the Browns next week, okay, They've got an easy game next week, and they're seeing this as a place to cruise in their schedule, sort of a soft spot. I think, like I said, they're gonna go in their cocky that they can go ahead and rattle uh Pennsylvania there with a blitz twenty four wow. Dallas. Interesting. Interesting. You know, I don't see it. Uh, I tried to. I can't. I still see Philly. Philly knows they've got a tough one uh, this week in Dallas. They're going to be serious about it. They know that next week they've got a tough one. You know, remember, they play the Giants the following week. That's never an easy game. Oh, they're going to
0: buy week next week. Very funny.
1: Very funny. Listen to the guy who all, you know, you you put down the rope and, and the chair and stepped away from the tree these last two weeks because you finally have a running game. Don't get too cocky. Oh, no, 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 no,
0: no. See, I'm going to explain to you like I explained to everyone that I uh, work outside of here with in, in my other job, and they talk baseball with me. I'm an Oakland A's mm. fan in baseball. I'm a mm. Dolphins fan in football. We don't expect mm. a win.
1: Yeah. There's no tree involved. Oh, okay. Strive for mediocrity.
0: That's our slogan. Strive for mediocrity.
1: We can be 500. Yes, we can. (laughs) Yes, we can. Minnesota. (laughs) That's funny. Monday night, last game on it because we have six teams that are on the bye. Minnesota, Minnesota. Chicago, folks. (laughs) We both have Minnesota. I don't see that. I can I, I, I no. I just can't change no. that. Exactly. I, I I see no reason to. Busy J as well took the let's see, what did he have here? He's got Vikings. So clean sweet. There you go, folks. There are the picks for tonight. The picks. Week eight games predictions by off. Moving on. And probably the best segment because, uh, well, hey, listen, it's uh, it's all about me. It's all about me. My favorite segment. <laughs> Seriously, folks, it is not just my favorite segment. It is turning out to be a bunch of you out there's favorite segment, King's Ransom, Fool's Gold. J.T., hit me.
0: Let's start off with Philip Rivers actually had a pretty good game against Denver a few weeks ago, but didn't have to throw the ball much in the second half. Denver has not allowed 16 points, or more than 16 points in six straight to opposing quarterbacks. Is Phillip Rivers a full gold, or is he your king's ransom this week?
1: Hmm. Phillip Rivers is going to have a little tougher time than he had that first time around, Denver is home. They have a chance to go ahead and look at that game and see exactly what went on. I can't see them letting that happen. I think they're also cognizant of the idea that Simeon is struggling since he's come back. He's not the same quarterback. I don't know. It's like having a bye week and come back. You're not the same team that happened with Philly. Philly went on the bye week. They're not the same team since you've got Simeon went out with an injury. He's not the same quarterback he was, but one of the things that's going to happen is that San Diego defense will have zero answer for a running back in Denver's uniform this week. Booker is going to put his name on the map. This is a kid that should have gone. In the first round. This is a guy that should have gone first round in the NFL draft and didn't simply because his knee was suspect. What isn't suspect is his talent. He's going to run all over that team. And the Denver defense is going to run all over that San Diego offensive line in the rematch. So Philip Rivers is definitely fooled gold this week. He will under, whatever your projection is out there and whatever league you're in, he will be under that projection.
0: All right. Let's go to the wide receiver position. Last Hmm. season, Jordan, Jordan Matthews had 15 catches for 213 yards and two scores in two games versus the Cowboys. This season, he hasn't had more than four catches since week two. Dallas has shut down some number one receivers. You like Philly in this game, is Jordan Matthews the king's ransom, or is he full of gold?
1: Hmm. Nah. nah you know i don't I, I think he's fool's gold i i I just don't even see anything I, I just don't see it happening.
0: You don't see anything for him at all. So, you, you avoid Jordan Matthews in any format.
1: Boy, I'll tell you. It's,
0: it's tough, and it's I'll tell you, you, you
1: know why? Here, Here's why it's tough. Here's why it's tough. I think that they're going to try and reaffirm uh, A. Matthews, but it's not going to be Jordan. I think okay. they're going to re- – go ahead and reaffirm uh, Ryan Matthews. There's been some questions about if they were trying to get away with him because of his lack of touches. And Peterson came right out and said, no, he's, he's still our guy. So I think because of the questions of whether or not is he, they'll be uh, focused on trying to get him set. And another piece of the Philly offense, and it's perfect against that uh, Dallas defense, Ertz. Is this finally where we see Ertz? I mean, this oh. is a guy that, you know, he's he's talented and he has disappeared. Maybe the most talented guy of the receiving, I don't know, Matthews is pretty close. Matthews, I actually like Matthews. Um, I just don't see him this week. I, I just, no. I'm sorry. I got to see Fools goal, Gold, folks. Nope. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Okay. Now for my uh, Scrabble name of the week: Tight end CJ Fedorowicz, the Houston Texans. Over his last four games, nineteen catches, two hundred twenty-nine yards, and two touchdowns. Is he a king's ransom versus Detroit, or is he fool's gold?
1: Detroit uh, again is a is a team that just has a awful awful defense. I believe that you know you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of underneath slot tight end again. You're seeing more of that because uh, it doesn't seem he has the accuracy to be able to find Hopkins on a regular basis. So you had alluded to the idea of him going underneath a little bit more. One of those underneath people will be C.J. and I will take him for King's ransom this week against a very porous Detroit defense. Kings Ransom. I
0: like it. I like it. Now, this next one, we're going to stay at the position.
1: Okay. Dante
0: Moncrief is back for the Colts. Tight end Jack Doyle, someone that helped you uh, win a normal wager last week, is going against Kansas City. Eric Berry has been absolutely shut down against tight ends. Going back to the beginning of last season, the Chiefs have only allowed four touchdown passes to tight ends.
1: Is Jack Doyle a King's ransom this week, or is he a full goal? You know, it's funny you should ask this one, too, because yeah, I went ahead in some of the leagues where uh, I don't store a backup tight end. So when I, I have a, faced on a bye week, I go out and I'll just go, go ahead and waiver wire somebody who I feel is hot. I took Jack Doyle, uh, last week, and I had, uh, Other choices to go with this week too If I didn't want my regular starter Or I could have kept Jack Doyle And I gotta be honest with you I stepped away from him Because as much as I was for him last week I say fool's gold Stay away For the exact reasons that you gave Stay away from him this week We got time for one more Real quick One
0: more. Okay Oakland running back Latavius Murray Mm. On the road against Tampa Bay Murray's just coming back from injury. Came in last week. Looks solid. What do you see this week? King's ransom or Fool's gold at Tampa Bay?
1: At Tampa Bay. At Tampa Bay against a defensive line that is still missing errors. McCoy's back. but he It's just not the team that I want to have to bet against. And that's what I would be doing. And Uh, Murray is always seems to be good for at least one touchdown a game when he is playing so I'm going to go ahead and they want to reestablish Big Boy this week I'm going King's Ransom on Murray I'm also going to end the show because that's all the time we've got folks Thank, thank you so much for joining us I'm the Fantasy Jester join us next week I'm out of here